Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven, WNHHFM New Haven's home for community radio. This is Paul Bass inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. It's another edition today of Headlines and Baselines, where we read headlines mostly from the New Haven Independent, that indispensable source of New Haven news. Little commentary, little snark, sometimes not about what those headlines are about, and then some music inspired by the headlines that take us to a higher plane. Headline, Hill House to NHPS. We need more help now. NHPS is New Haven Public Schools. Hundred people showed up to the board ed meeting to support staff members who want to speak up about what a mess the school is. You know, they've had three principals in three years and it's an interim principal now. And they've had a whole mess with like, you know, it's starting pandemic where all schools had a lot of trouble, obviously. And it, got, it was pretty bad there for a whole bunch of reasons where kids are spending more than half their days, in some cases, just sitting in a cafeteria. You know, people doing the best they could in a pandemic where people were out. And they just had other endemic problems. While across the other main general high school in New Haven, seems to be on a good course right now. People are frustrated with Hill House, which has a great history of being a in high school in New Haven. They just had to get back $50,000 in school improvement grants. So because they're a low-performing school, the state said, here's some money. To perform better and the way they performed better was not spending it and it got sent back they got some other hopefully they'll use the 191 it's not much communication in the building we're hoping that hill house gets it together so that like the jackson five they can focus on the abc's
ABC, easy as one, two, three to learn the basics. Unless, like Hillhouse High School, you're having trouble teaching the ABCs. They gave you money from the state government to do better, and you can't get to the ABCs and spend that money. You're sending it back. Uh, you might need to lead, listen to little more Jackson 5. Just noticing how prominent the bass was in those hits. Really kept that song cooking here on bass. Headlines of bass lines. WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. Headlines from New Haven Independent. Snark from yours truly. And some music to take it to a higher plane. Here's a headline I really enjoyed in the Independence Week. A good bathroom is hard to find. That headline came out of an interesting meeting that took place at the drop-in center on State Street where homeless people can keep warm. Have a place they get help if they want it, just hang out. They had organized, you know, people in Nice Square, that's that neighborhood, which rebuilt, rebuilt the New Haven when it was empty in the 80s and old businesses left. And we deliberately built it in a way that it wasn't just going to be gentrification. And in fact, all the housing we built there, it's nice housing, centrally located, nice neighborhood, close to half of it's for low-income people. And they're nice people like living there. Uh, there's a Liberty Housing Center on State Street for people who, it's a housing first agency, veterans and others who need a place to stay even if they're still struggling with addiction and get help on site, but get them out of the cold. So the drop-in center's there as well. They got that home's more recent. And when Nice Square people were upset about quality of life problems in the district, some of which are tied to the homeless, you know, public urination and other issues, they said, let's have a community meeting with the Nice Square merchants. But because the Nice Square's the first place, the property owners and the people who run institutions there include people who advocate for the homeless, including Steve Whirlin at Desk, which runs the drop-in center, the downtown evening soup kitchen. So they said, if we're going to have this conversation, come to our place and homeless people will be part of the conversation. We're not going to speak to some group that's not there and dump all the problems on them. Let's talk about how we solve problems together as a community. I mean, isn't that great? For me, the story was about that the meeting took place and people talked and listened to each other. And one fact that emerged is how important it is there's no public bathroom there. And it's not just homeless people who are affected by that. People Congratulations, business says when I'm coming from Union Station. I got no place to pee, although Union Station could pee. But you know, but it's true, like downtown, there's not a place to go to the bathroom. So good gets together when we see each other as human and talk together, solve our problems rather than scapegoat. That's my homily on that one. Bob Dylan anticipated that nine square meeting decades ago when he recorded the basement tape and the problem they identified when he and the band sang You Ain't Going. Nowhere. Clouds will swift, rain won't lift, gate won't close, raining froze. Get your mind off winter time, you ain't going nowhere. How many letters they send Morning came And morning went Pick up your money And pack up your tent You ain't going Nowhere Ooh, we Tomorrow's the day My bride's 
ain't going nowhere bob dylan the band anticipating the situation in the nice square in downtown the lack of public bathrooms that were in the headlines this week as we do headlines and baselines in new haven one of our listeners richard matthew albert th- thanks so much for listening richard sending a note on facebook about that last discussion hey paul when we built the nice square we fought with the udag money that a big percentage would be applied to low-income housing unfortunately those who came with money those of money came in and bought up the properties and tried to gentrify that was not the purpose of this when we built the Nine Square Merchant Association. The city needed to do more to protect the right of those that couldn't afford to live there. Thank you very much, Richard. And I'm sure you're right about that. I'm sure it was a constant battle. I do know they exceeded, because I covered some of those hearings in the late 80s. My understanding was that they did exceed the percentages of how much affordable subsidized housing was going to be in the main apartment complexes that are all through the new buildings and existing renovations around orange and crown and george and uh i mean not george crown and that i thought it was 40 50 percent those i could be stand correct i know some of the individuals who live there and i was also mentioning the other institutions that went they weren't controlled by night square but your point's well taken you looked at the original drawings for that district they had all these upscale businesses that never came like i remember elegant pheasant written in script in a window, a pretend business when they had the original um, drawings, what the nice square would be. And that was clearly, as Richard points out, what the people who got public money, was the Urban Development Action Grant, that's Richard's uh, referring to as I think 11.8 million or something large at the time when he said he got for that. And uh, clearly there was this conflict that Richard's pointing about what people's hopes were for the district. I would still argue that Nice Square is an example of how cities can do it right and make downtown for everybody and have it be nice. And especially love the murals that gone up and the, um, you know, the, especially outside night, uh, Cafe 9, the business got there. So good point, Richard. Thanks for adding it on uh, headlines and baselines here on WNHHFM. Here's another headline. Fearing feds, immigrants asked for protection. Laura Glesby is continuing the great reporting she and Tom Breen have been doing on this important story about how New Haven was not allowing immigrants to marry because officials of different ethnicity considered them not legitimate and didn't think it was going to be real marriage and ended up invoking a rule that didn't exist that you needed two forms of educa- of identification if another one wasn't available, turned out not to be true. 
They reported 73 marriages to the federal government. And this week, uh, in the fallout, there was a rally outside City Hall, Laura Covered, where Erica, and obviously she didn't want her neighbor, photo used, talked about what it meant for her and how she's scared now about her own ability to remain here because someone questioned their marriage in a way that people coming from other backgrounds don't have their marriages questioned. I think Rory Block, the uh, blues folk singer, knew what they were up to when she sang that ain't no way to do. Problem with the CD. I apologize for that here in Baseline. I bring old CDs from my house. And sometimes, you know, with CDs, I think one reason that technology has been um, on the outs is that after a while, they don't get picked up as much by the CD player. They, they can't read the disc, the data that's on the disc. And uh, at first, we had, re we had upgraded our, our CD players here because it, they were having trouble picking up some discs that we that we thought they would. and um, But in this case, it's clear that with these new players, I just had two CDs in a row where I put track six down and just couldn't catch track six. So my apologies for that. And you're listening to Dateline, Headlines and Baselines of WNHH. Going to try another one here and see if this works for the following headline. Despite city opposition, Yale to tear down York townhouse. That's 66 York. It's a, a little building that now was kind of nice when the, it kind of really fit when the city had two to three story buildings there on York street, older buildings. And they, um, it now gets dwarfed. Well, so interesting the picture in Tom Breen's story about this, it gets dwarfed by the garage, kind of ugly garage, dark garage Yale built that it kind of looks like it's about the garage about to fall out. But anyway, there's a building there that Yale's going to tear down. And, you know, preservations never want anything torn down, and they're often right, in my opinion. It's nicer to rebuild the history rather than destroy it, which is sort of what New Haven did wrong in the 60s, and they did right in the 80s and 90s, and we preserve what was left, places like the Schubert and the buildings around. What's now the uh, music hall on, on College Street. But Yale has big plans for that block. It got a fortune from David Geffen, the music producer, and they never tell you what they're up to with their grand plans, but they always have grand plans. They've had grand plans for century, you know, like buying up most of New Haven, take it off the rolls. Some good things can happen. That's some bad, but clearly they got big plans on that block that's on York Street between, at York Street, Chapel, Park, Crown, that block. So they claim they have to do it because the roof can't be repaired because they did buy that property from a, kind of negligent property owner, Pike International, that was buying a lot of property, not tending to it. But the truth is, as, as commenters pointed out, Yale's got over $40 billion. If it cared about preserving the history there, they wouldn't knock it down. The city is out of options, they say. They can't stop them from doing it. I don't think it's the biggest disaster since Kiev was bombed, but I think that it matters. What really matters to me more was that Yale could just be up front with us. They said, oh, we don't know what we're going to do with it. Of course you know what you can do with it. And there's going to be other buildings coming down too. 
instead of everyone guessing, you know, if Yale can kind of trust us a little bit in the way they're running our city and controlling us as a little fiefdom and, and we're the serfs, maybe we feel a little better about at least being kept in the loop of the plans they have for our city. But in terms of what they're going to do when they said keep it up, Yale said, too bad. We're going to quote John Hyatt and take it down.
Take it down, 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 take it down. Take it down, 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 take it down. Take it down, John Hyatt. Take it down, Yale. That's what they're doing with the historic home on York Street, but they're not telling us what they're putting it up because we just live here, but they own the joint. Headlines and baselines, WNHSFM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, and you're listening to the latest headlines from The Independent with some music go with it. Here's one. Deloro doubles down on Ukraine support. After Zelensky meeting, her office sent out a photo of her just hanging in warm embrace with uh, greeting with the president of Ukraine who came here on a mission to meet with Congress to try to persuade the U.S. to continue significant military aid to Ukraine when it's a little bit on the ropes here that two years after the invasion by Russia, it looks like Vladimir Putin might win. He's getting the world around. I think they're going to tire of supporting a democracy trying to stay free from imperial clutches and invasion that could then domino to the rest of the West in the, in the former eastern part of the, uh, Europe of Soviet Union and engage the West in a broader war. What's interesting about that picture to me was that uh, it's the liberal, the Democrats and half the Republicans, so the old Republicans who had a certain view of the world order and institutions and so having alliance of roughly through NATO and the European Union trying to stop dictatorships or authoritarian governments that want to take over other countries. I know it's more complicated than that, but that's sort of how they want to keep that rules-based order. And they're against part of the Republican Party that now is succeeding in holding up that money. And Zelensky came here, and usually when a head of state comes, that has a lot of influence on the people who make decisions, not so much this time. I mean, Dolor is in, already in the camp. And, you know, sort of we, we might be entering a world where the United States is in league with Hungary, China, North Korea, which is sort of like the man who might become president again. That's the leaders he likes, and he kind of sees things the way they do in Putin in Russia. But in any case, uh, basically they're running out of the weapons they need to keep fighting Russia in Ukraine. So I think the message from Zelensky in that picture to Doloro was the message that Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five delivering when they said, pump me up. But they ain't able Cause I was that king straight from my cradle I screamed and hollered and shook my rattle And dreamt of defeating them all in battle There was no food in my silver food So I grew up hard and I grew up soon I'm a righteous king but I'm hungry too And I eat up chumps that rap like you Then I met this shark and his name was John He was biting my rhymes like y'all bite y'all I started writing my rhymes, the shark grew in fruit But I was writing more rhymes than the shark could chew The shark got sick and then he exploded Cause he didn't realize that my rhymes would they flew in the air and into the sea And the whole universe knew the king was me Come on, I said come on, I said come on I'm not a laser beam or a diamond mine Or a platinum watch or some vintage wine Not a pocket full of pearls, I'm an oil well Like black gold, baby, a melee bell It's all the fly girl I come off hard, the slightest wink or nod Makes me your guard, all my problems are small So my pockets are large, and when they walk in the door Oh baby, 
me, I'm in charge of treat ladies like jewels and diamond rings on my fingers, on my arms, on everything. On the streets, on the sheets, I can't be beat. So don't ask where's the beef, baby, here's the meat. I'm gonna give you some soap, a towel in the cup, cut the bum MCs are all washed up. Put your women on the line with the rest of the crew so I can make love to her and annihilate you, punk punk. Me what? Cause I can rock to the beat on any guard given night Like to rock, like to roll, like to entertain While my car's outside, you're waiting for the train The train to the bus, the bus to whatever And I'm the MC to rock in any type of weather I'm the bow-legged brother, there'll never be another I bought a mansion for my mother yourself and get in this tub. You punk punk. Me what? <laughs> Pump me up. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Invoked kind of by Vladimir Zelensky. He went with Rosa DeLauro and other Congress people this week in an effort to try to pump up his military arsenal to push back the invasion into his country by Russia. That's on headlines and baseline. I'm going to come a little back to really small born New Haven, back to something that isn't as global as the war in Ukraine. And that is this headline. Lawsuit seeks to enforce residency requirements. That was, kind of, that was an interesting story by uh, Nora Grace Flood. One of the city budget watchdogs, Dennis Serfilippi, sued the city and said, you're flatantly breaking a rule. City officials have to live in New Haven. You can give them temporary for a while, but then they got to move in. 
since year after year after year, our budget director and our assessor have not lived here and you've left them in. And it's true, this rule has been in place for decades now, and they couldn't have residency for rank-and-file people. That was overturned by the state. But we did it for officials, and the theory is a good theory that there should be enough talent in town that you can hire people who have a stake in the city they're living in. If they misuse taxes, their taxes go up. If they don't do a good enough job with the school, their kids might not get educated or have access to good education. If they have other options, then there are other people who feel that, you know what, you want the best person for the job. And this is pretty high-skilled jobs, and it's not always so easy to find someone good. Right now, there's intense competition among cities in the country for police chiefs, budget chiefs, you name it. If you got someone good, keep them in. And in practice, it's usually when someone has another axe to grind that they bring up residency when they're really upset about something else. They say, that person shouldn't be there because you're breaking the rule. I'm not above that. There are people in, I thought were in the wrong place in government, up to no good, and they were also benefiting from that rule either being ignored in spirit or even just in practice in the in the letter of the law and that's why he brought it up so sometimes all of us get a little convenient when we choose to focus on a why but in all cases technically as the Beatles sang you can't do that Got something to say that might cause you pain If I catch you talking to that boy again I'm gonna let you down And leave you flat Because I told you before Oh, you can't do that Well, it's the second time I caught you talking to him Do I have to tell you one more time? I think it's a sin I think I'll let you down Let you down I'll leave you flat Gonna let you down and leave you flat Because I told you before Oh, you can't do that I'm actually gonna stop that song. I forgot that song from the 60s. I hate that song. I hate what they're saying in that song. The ownership of another person and not allowed to talk to other people. Oh my goodness. The kind of things that were just accepted in the 60s in pop as being okay in terms of relationships between the sexes or what a romantic relationship is and ownership of another person. Oh my God, I apologize for playing that. Uh, well, not apologize. Nope, I just wish I had it. And headlines and baselines, WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. We're doing the headlines today and having songs to go with it. One of my favorite stories this week, actually in a while, was uh, written by Tom Breen, The Independence Week, how they dialed in the middle class. Remember SNET, S-N-E-T, Southern Union Telephone? That used to be a big employer in town, and it had the old-fashioned idea of noblesse oblige of the wasps who ran it, you know, that they were going to make sure they gave a lot of money back to their hometown because they're part of it. They had undue influence in how the city was run. They had one of the biggest workforces. But because they had a union, back in the days it was easy to organize a union. We're back in some good times like that. Big employers like Winchester, when they made the guns, and SNET, when they did the phone company, had jobs that would pay people a living wage and where you could advance to more skilled work and you can make a whole career. You can make enough money to feed a family well. And you can even send a kid to college if that's where they're headed. And you could retire. Now, of course, the phone company shrunk. Corporate world has changed in terms of careers, ownership. You know, SNET has had a whole bunch of owners, including the now criminal, I would call them a criminal enterprise frontier, the way they 
deliberately take your money fast and then make it impossible usually to get decent customer service. And, you know, they sold the building there. That way when you, one of the main plants where they worked on Orange Street. But there are a lot of people who remember that gateway of the middle class, and they, they're very proud of the work they've done. And Tom got together with a bunch of them, and uh, Earl McCoy Sr. brought them together. He's a sales and service tech since 1986. He brings them other people up, and he specifically is also talking about African Americans and their route to the middle class in New Haven, what a big role a place like SNET used to play. And uh, it was a lovely story. And, I, you know, sometimes so often what gets left out of that story isn't the nature of the work. There was nothing glamorous about sitting at a switchboard for eight hours. Or I mean, it's important work. It's important work to know how to fix the technology and the machines and the wires. And working in a factory matters a lot. We need stuff, but it can be boring and repetitive. It's true at Winchester there was a small group that did precision specialty crafting of arms, although we didn't like the fact that they were guns and that they were legally shipped to South Africa, but that's another story during apartheid. It's really because they had unions and dignity of work and a balance of power between the people who own capital and decide who works where, what gets made, and what gets done in a city, and the people who actually do the work and create the value. Now we are seeing a little bit of a resurgence, and the unions are taken on Amazon, they're taking on Starbucks with, you know, as long as you have Joe Biden, as long as you have a Democrat as president, you have members of the National Labor Relations Board, even the teaching assistants at Yale can get a union. And when you don't, you can't because whether or not they enforce laws that allow people to organize. And the second part is training. Cy- economic cycles work so much faster now with innovation when you have to kind of learn different kind of machines, different kind of work. You have certain skills you need and others you need to develop. And the Community Foundation of Great New Haven has a new report out about that, about a lot of what, there are a lot of people need jobs, but there are also a lot of jobs out there, decent jobs. You don't need to go to college, you need a little training. And they're, they're talking about how you match that, the training programs to get a match to the right jobs. There's a cool place on Bill River Street that's uh, starting up to have people train on the right jobs and bring in women who are taking your kids, single parents, and it's not just women who do that, but that's who they were targeting in this case. And have them be able to work 25 hours a week and then pick up their kids from school. So I think one of the great things about unions is that you belong to something larger than yourself that helps everybody in the union but also helps society. When Yale's Local 34 formed, that got everybody's wages up because they were a big employer in town. And it gives people dignity and you become part of something like Marie Knight sang when she sang, I belong to the band.
Marie Knight doing the Reverend Gary Davis's I Belong to the Band and her full album of Gary Davis tributes. Here on, we try to play something by her every week here on Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM, WNHHFM 103.5, live stream to newhavenindependent.org. Headlines of the past few days and comment and music inspired by it. Here's a headline. Kind of see it's a long one. Ready? Former Fox News personalities join lawmakers in push to ban non-disclosure agreements. NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. That means if you want a job, you can negotiate for a salary, you can negotiate holidays. Sometimes what you can't negotiate is giving away all your rights and that you can't disclose anything about what happened to the company if you leave the company. Now, some of that is based in a reasonable expectation by employers which is that if you have trade secrets and some other company pays you more money, you come bring those trade secrets over. And that still gets complicated because you also own some of what you worked on. There was a great story today in the Wall Street Journal about the guy who really invented, the, made the breakthroughs on mRNA research and never gets mentioned, never made any of the money for the COVID vaccines and that uh, didn't get the Nobel Prize that the people who use his research or made some of the same work got. But NDAs, the state Legislature has had a bill for another year. They keep trying to um, 
passed that would not let companies make you sign NDAs because you don't really have the chance always to walk away from a job. We don't always have an economy we have like now where you can go find another job. And even then, if anyone has NDAs, you're sunk. And the reason they're important isn't just about trade secrets. It's when they take advantage of you. So some Fox knew some women who were prominent on Fox, Gretchen Carlson, anchor, Anya Presley, Julie Roginsky, they left. They were, of course, harassed by, uh, sexually harassed by Roger Ailes, the CEO who, like a lot of CEOs, feels like if I have a company, I can sex with whoever I want if they want to work here. Even if you're a big pig like that guy. And people... They complained, they made, they got lawsuits, but they couldn't talk about enough in public. And Carlson said, you know, you gotta be able to hear our voices. They have a group called Lift Their Voices. She said, quote to the legislature, my story may be public, but I am still licensed by an NDA. It was during a uh, news conference at the legislative office building. Quote, it prohibits me from ever disclosing what really happened to me at Fox. I may never ever get my own voice back or my own truth, but I'm here today to make sure others can. Who knows? Maybe, you know, we, we sometimes make progress we didn't know we'd ever make. Maybe we get rid of these NDAs. Maybe have some kind of carve-outs for trade secrets, but not for boorish and illegal and life-altering misbehavior by people in charge through NDAs. Maybe then, if they're engaging in what C.J. Chenier, the Zydeco artist, calls ugly ways, we could put a stop to their ugly ways.
Those are ugly ways. CJ Chenier, the Zydecos. Part of family royalty, if I'm not mistaken, the Zydeco world. Singing about like the ugly ways of the Roger Ailes types and the others and the media and other big corporations who use NDAs, not disclosure agreements, to be able to do whatever kind of skinky, evil stuff to their employees and not let the world know about it and just pay them off with all your huge profits through your misdeeds in the marketplace. On that happy note, thanks for joining us on Headlines and Baselines. Thanks to Harry Droz, the number one producer and station manager in the business. This Paul, uh, oh yeah, we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day, all night, and all weekend long at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Thank you.